It is the glory of God to conceal a matter. To search it out is the glory of kings. This is the Message to Kings podcast. Episode 162, King Joash and the Restoration of the Lion of David. Last we left off in Jerusalem, Jehoahash was hiding away Joash in the temple of the Lord while Athaliah and her goons were ruling Judah. It's been six years, and Joash just turned seven, and Jehoahash was ready to make a move on the throne for the sake of this boy. But first, I've got to say, I totally messed up a few weeks ago on a name, and it's one of our main characters in this episode. The high priest who is hiding Joash in the temple, the one I've called Jehoahash, that's incorrect. His name is Jehoiada. So somewhere I copied and pasted his name into my understanding with every reference for this king. Jehoahash was used in error for the high priest Jehoiada. Not sure how that happened, except I just got confused with all the J names, I guess. Jehoahash, which is actually the other name for Joash. Then there's Jehosheba, and then there's the high priest Jehoiada. Too many J's. So from this point forward, Jehoiada is the high priest, and he's hiding away Joash, and he's ready to reveal him to the world. Alright, so that was a whole lot easier than re-recording the last episode. So thanks for your understanding out there, and I sincerely apologize for this error and any errors I've ever made over the years with names and especially pronunciations. Humility, my friends, humility, or foolishness and action. You decide. My dumb mistake stands corrected. Alright, before we cover the biblical account, let's consider the intensity of what's going on in Jerusalem. The ancient high priest, Jehoiada, is about a hundred years old, but he's wise, wise, wise. He knows death is standing at the corner if he missteps, but he knows he must take action for the sake of his people and his God. It is time for a secret to be revealed to the world and Athaliah to pay for her treachery. Jehoiada is the man of the uprising, the high priest leading the rebellion. He contacts the military commanders and has them go throughout Judah. They're going to overthrow the queen. He tells all the Levites and the heads of the chief Israelite families and all the military commanders to meet them in Jerusalem. They come and with the military commanders, Jehoiada plans his rebellion. Somehow, Athaliah has no idea what is going on. 2 Kings 11.4 In the seventh year, Jehoiada sent for the commanders of the units of a hundred, the Karaites and the guards, and had them brought to him at the temple of the Lord. He made a covenant with them and put them under oath at the temple of the Lord. Then he showed them the king's son. He commanded them, saying, This is what you are to do. You who are in the three companies that are going on duty on the Sabbath, a third of you guarding the royal palace, a third at the shur gate, a third at the gate behind the guard who take turns guarding the temple, and you who are in the other two companies that normally go off Sabbath duty are all to guard the temple for the king. 
Station yourself around the king, each of you with weapon in hand. Anyone who approaches your ranks is to be put to death. Stay close to the king, whatever he does. The commanders of the units of a hundred did just as Jehoiada the priest ordered. Each one took his men, those who were going on duty on the Sabbath and those who were going off duty, and came to Jehoiada the priest. Then he gave the commanders the spears and the shields that had belonged to King David and that were in the temple of the Lord. The guards, each with a weapon in hand, stationed themselves around the king near the altar and the temple from the south side to the north side of the temple. Second Chronicles adds more detail, a lot of detail. He ends up calling all of the Levites. So basically, before all the Levites show up, there's three guard duties of Levites for the temple. One is going to guard the king personally. Another one in the courtyard. and Another one's going to actually have a broader reach. It's actually watching over the palace. Then he takes the military commanders and arms them with spears and weapons dedicated by David in the temple. These commanders completely encircle the courtyard, temple, the king, and the entire temple region and area. All of this under the nose of the queen, who seemed to be oblivious to what is going on. So there's a group of temple guards, but these guys aren't typically anything but like a show or they're really, they're Levites. They're they're not real military personnel. But in this case, Jehoiada pulls in others, even a group called the Karaites. And it's a bit of mystery who these guys are, potentially relatives of the Karathites, which guarded King David in the day. Regardless, these are probably professionals or men who didn't normally be at the temple. Jehoiada planned this thing to a T. He kept the child a secret and planned the revealing to a time of double guard duty to not alarm too many people. And then he pulled in some professionals and then surrounded the king with layers and layers of protection. Then he pulls out King David's arms and held them out. Jehoiada ordered them to kill anyone who approached them. The point here is that hundreds of men would die for this king if anyone tried anything against them. And then the moment that he revealed the new king to everyone before he made him swear allegiance to him, swear that they wouldn't tell anybody. And to make sure of his legitimacy so that this coup goes off as easy as possible, Jehoiada, the high priest, had the, even the right to crown him. He's the high priest, almost acting like a prophet as well with this anointing type action. Jehoiada crowns the king. This was done quite quickly at the entrance of the temple. People begin to gather in great quantities, especially when they start hearing the shofars. The queen was probably lost in what was going on, and she shows up furious, determined, and angry. But before she realizes what is going on, or as her guards deal with it, she's surrounded by a mob and the armed men and dealt with. 2 Kings 11-12 Jehoiada brought out the king's son and put the crown on him. He presented him with the copy of the covenant and proclaimed him king. They anointed him, and the people clapped their hands and shouted, Long live the king. When Athaliah heard the noise made by the guards and the people, she went to the people at the temple of the Lord. She looked, and there was the king standing by the pillar as the custom was. The officers and the trumpeteers were beside the king, and all the people of the land were rejoicing and blowing trumpets. Then Athaliah tore her robes and called out, Treason, Treason. The queen, who wasn't ready for all of this, became surrounded by the mob, which now followed the rightful king, or was it the real king, who everyone thought was dead. 
Everyone rallied to his cause when they realized there was a legitimate heir to the throne of David. 2 Kings 11.15 Jehoiada the priest ordered the commanders of the units of a hundred who were in charge of the troops, bring her out between the ranks and put to the sword anyone who follows her. For the priest had said she must not be put to death in the temple of the Lord. So they seized her, and as she reached the place where the horses entered the palace grounds, there she was put to death. Jehoiada then made a covenant between the Lord and the king and the people that they would be the Lord's people. He also made a covenant between the king and the people. All the people of the land went to the temple of Baal and tore it down. They smashed the altars and idols to pieces and killed Matan, the priest of Baal, in front of the altars. Then Jehoiada, the priest, posted guards at the temple of the Lord. He took with him the commander of the units of the hundreds, the Karaites, the guards, and all the people of the land, and together they brought the king down from the temple of the Lord and went into the palace, entering by the way of the gate of the guards. The king then took his place on the royal throne. All the people of the land rejoiced, and the city was calm, because Athaliah had been slain with the sword at the palace. Alright, Athaliah has gone the way of her mother. Joash is now king in Jerusalem. To conclude this episode of Message to Kings, we've got another one of those incredible symbolic pictures that was drawn in this episode. When Jehoiada, he planned it perfectly, but also revealed a spiritual truth. Joash, who is a gift of God, is such a perfect representation of the value of you and me as God's creation. Check out the spiritual truths of Psalms 139 and let's compare it to the scene. Psalm 139, you have searched me, Lord, and you know me. You know when I sit and when I rise. You perceive my thoughts from afar. You discern my going out and my lying down. You are familiar with all of my ways. Before a word is on my tongue, you, Lord, know it completely. Isn't it interesting for the boy Joash, who was raised in God's presence in the temple? What an amazing place to grow up, even in secret. Check out the power of the next part, and consider it when the army, the Levites, and the people surround the king. Psalm 139, 5. You hem me in behind and before, and you lay your hand upon me. Hemmed in was exactly what the king was, completely surrounded, like nothing could get to him with layers of protection. By Levites, by military commanders, the hired professionals, and the people. The psalm continues about God's presence, yet we have to mention this psalm is the rallying cry for the life movement to end abortion. The boy Joash, the gift of God, was determined to die by the powers that be, but instead he was given hope and a future because he had purpose and destiny, and see what God says about Joash, and you, and me. Psalm 139, 13. For you created my inmost being, you knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful, I know that full well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in the secret place, when I was woven together in the depths of the earth. Your eyes saw my unformed body. All the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. 
Isn't Psalm 139 powerful? And isn't God amazing that he would save the Joashes of the world from the hate and death around them? God saved Joash and protected him. In the spirit, he must have been surrounded by angels. Yet in the natural, he was surrounded by three guards of Levites. The rest of the Levites, the peoples, the commanders, the professionals, they surrounded him in circles upon circles and announced his kingship. No longer will you be hidden away and kept in secret, but you will be a light to the world and your gift will shine forth for all to see. God keeps his servants in hiding at times. In wilderness periods or just in hiding to raise them in his ways to protect them in these seasons his servants are protected this concept of the Lord's protection is so powerful a shield of faith is part of the armor of God the devil told God that he had a hedge of protection around Job David made famous the statement God is our fortress and there is God's angels which watch over babies and youth according to Jesus' statement and of course Elisha saw the angelic army there was the wall of fire which God used to allow the Israelites to escape from the Egyptians across the Red Sea Psalm 91 is the protection psalm and it echoes all the ways God protects his servants and to those that are faithful and to those that believe God has a season of growth and training where he tucks you aside and independent of the systems that you know and understanding and trains you in new ways, sometimes even right in the midst of your enemies. And in this place, he protects you and goes forth with his protection and shows the world what a son and daughter of God looks like, whether you are elderly or a seven-year-old boy about to become a king. One must never forget that we are chosen people a child of God, and part of a royal priesthood. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Message to Kings. Feel free to visit the website, messagetokings.com. Share the Facebook page or if you want to chat, email us at messagetokings at gmail.com.